White Cloud feeds to the right, back in front, White Cloud scores! White Cloud bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone. Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud. The righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds through the left circle. Number nine closing in. He scores! It's an overtime winner. Jack Eichel, 2-1 Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace. Hockey history made tonight in the final game before the Christmas break as Alexander Vechkin scored goal number 801 to tie Gordie Howe for second most on the NHL's all-time goal-scoring list, and now 93 behind Wayne Gretzky, who has uh, stood tall at uh, number 894. Uh, some stats about that. I'm going to run through the list of the goaltenders who allowed the various milestone goals mm. of Alexander Ovechkin's career. There's some names that are familiar, and there's some... I would say big surprises in there. Uh, that's all coming up in one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League in just a little bit. If you want to give us a call and just chat with us or throw out a Christmas wish for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, something like uh, more goals from uh, Paul Cotter or uh, more points for... Jack Eichel, uh, I'm throwing some stuff out there myself. Uh, uh, those players have been great uh, out of the gate, but uh, maybe you want to see Paul Cotter challenge for NHL Rookie uh, of the Year uh, if he can uh, throw all those uh, those gold totals up there with a fantastic back half. Uh, do so, 702-876-1340. Our number is there for you to talk to us at any point during the next hour of the VGK Insider Show, uh, working our way towards the pregame show hosted by Ryan Wallace. Uh, the game tonight features the St. Louis Blues in town. St. Louis Blues are outside of playoff position, and they will probably be either just out or just in the rest of the season based on the type of campaign that they've had. When you look at Vegas, almost like from the outset, they have gone wire to Christmas in first place. How much do you think the game the other night against Arizona spills over confidence-wise for this team? I mean, I like to hope a lot, to, to be honest with you, especially can, when you consider that the Golden Knights were able to put up four goals in the third period. Everything seemed to fall for them. They were starting to get the looks to just go, and, and ideally, I think offensively, the hope is that it spills over into this game and it spills over into the first period. Uh, the Misfits had a great week going back to the Buffalo game, but they will be minus Jonathan Marcheseau tonight. Yeah. Uh, he will miss this game with an upper body injury. Uh, the top line of Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, and Michael Amadio remains intact for the second straight game. So uh, a bit of consistency there. It's weird. They've, they've had a lot. Like Stevenson and Stone have had a lot of different partners uh, this year. So it's great yep. to have somebody for a second straight game. But the Misfits, uh, they, they've been pretty consistent uh, since they were reunited mm -hmm. in the first 10 games. They'll get Phil Kessel on that line tonight, uh, taking Marcia's so spot. So we've seen it a couple of times in, in spot situations where Bruce Cassidy either hasn't liked the start for the Golden Knights or hasn't necessarily liked what's been happening within a game, and we've seen Phil Kessel take some shifts with Riley Smith and William Carlson. I, I think as a constructed line, it can work. Um, 
So I'm, I'm kind of reserving judgment on what I expect or what I'm thinking uh, based on that one. But I, I think that we've seen some really positive moments with Phil Kessel on the ice with uh, William Carlson and Riley Smith. I think you owed Phil because of his career, and you owed it to yourself because of uh, Phil's time in the league and uh, what he's been able to do with point production, mm-hmm. to give him a look up on the left side with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone the other night. I, I wasn't overly confident that it was going to work because Phil's a right winger. Mm-hmm. And to, to move over there and to do everything Phil wants to do on the other side is very difficult for a player, and I don't know how much left wing he's played, mm-hmm. uh, but it's drastically different than being on your forehand uh, all the time. Other than taking one timers, there's there's not uh, it, it's a big uh, big adjustment. Tonight, I see this as a real possibility of clicking, yeah, and and working. They're not the same player, but they're similar enough that I can see Phil finding some comfort level with the likes of Riley Smith and and Wild Bill Carlson. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you kind of want it to work because it feels like it, in a sense, it has to, right? Like, how much are you going to, or where where else are you going to pull from the lineup, I guess, to to fill that spot? I, I'm not really sure that you want to mess with your fourth line. It's been pretty... Pretty simple that that Bruce Cassie would like to keep Carrier, Colasar, and Re, uh, and 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 Wah together as as long as possible, as much as possible. So I I tend to agree with you that I think Phil can complement Carlson and Smith well, but I want to see it over the course of this game. I want to see that you know during during this game, Bruce Cassie's not going away from that structure uh, for something else. Well, it should work because he's more at home. On, on that line in that particular spot. So it should it should give himself some some comfort, and he's playing with established National Hockey League players. So uh, while he was in that same situation with Stone and Stevenson, he was on the other side. Yeah. That, that's difficult. Uh, he wasn't with established National Hockey Leaguers uh, with, with the type of pedigree that Bill and uh, Riley Smith have on the third line. So this... Outside of when the season started, and he was with Smith, and he was with Jack Eichel, this is the best position for Phil Kessel on a rollover shift, shift, shift situation that he's been in all season. What's your expectation for that line tonight? I, I think that uh, that line, I, what I expect is them to be competitive for them to be able to generate chances. And I want to see Phil Kessel involved. There's been stages uh, the last few few weeks where I've seen some spark out of Phil. Mm-hmm. And and I've been uh, looking forward to seeing that carry over. It hasn't. There's there's different uh, stops and starts and but there's there's something there. There there is. Can he find it tonight? And and Phil quite honestly, should be really and is really excited about this. He he no doubt looks at that board and says, I'm playing with them. This is this is very good for me, uh, a good opportunity for me. And could you see him break out with a multi-goal game or that line? Like we know what Riley Smith, what kind of heater he's been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you've got defensive responsibility in in Smith and Carlson to allow Phil to maybe 
do some different things to to take some some chances. Now, he's still got to take care of the puck, uh, right. but but he yeah. can he can be maybe a little riskier if there's an an open play than than he normally would be on on the third line. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what uh, what this line can produce if they, if they can give you a couple of goals. Boy, would you not be ecstatic with that? Yeah, I mean you'll take it all day long. I I think again I I I've liked it. In the moments we've seen it early on, I, I feel like when Phil has played alongside Carlson and Smith at various stretches, there's been some jump for sure. I just want to see what it looks like over the course of a full game. Well, I know Phil's going to be pumped up for it. Phil, Phil's been around long enough that I'm not going to speak for him, but I'll speak for a player of his stature and who believes that they still have game left. And there's there's players in every sport like that. I still got game. I can still compete with the top guys on the team and, and make them better and, and be able to produce for my team. Phil's looking at this right now going, I, I got guys that can produce, and they can help me produce. And I finally, I'm, I'm in that spot and ready to go, and I'm going to get a good look. It's This is an important night for Phil. Mm-hmm. to be able to capitalize on that. And he may not score, but if that line is really good, that's like the Amadio plays the other night. Yeah, He scored late, sure. which is a cherry on top, but he was going to return to that position on the, uh, on the wing with Stevenson and Stone regardless because that line was so effective the other night. If Kessel can add to that, mm-hmm. it gives you a, a lot more confidence uh, over the course of the – the pause in the season uh, in case Marcheseau can't come back uh, for the L.A. and the Anaheim games. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that for the Golden Knights, you're you're looking for Phil Kessel to give you something with Marcheseau or with Carlson and Smith that doesn't drop off considerably yeah. from what you get with Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith. And if he's able to do that, then you have, again, more data points for later on in the season when – if you're wanting to move away from something or trying to shake things up for a game or two, you've got those data points to work with. And Phil and Marshy aren't the same player, but there's similarities in there that I can certainly make. Uh, the lines are open. You want to call us up at any point during this hour, have a conversation with us, uh, do so. 702-876-1340. Todd, nice to talk to you, buddy. What's happening, guys? Happy holidays to you. I hope you guys have a great and safe holiday weekend. And yeah. all I wish for is the nice to do better at home. Home, man. Do you uh, do you have any theory on why the home ice record hasn't been what they expected? And and then the, I don't uh, think you'll like my theory. Well, the the road record's been extraordinary, right? Of course, yes. So what uh, what is your theory? I think they they got to quit worrying about the big show and all that and uh-huh. just play hockey. It just seems like you know they're they're not as focused at home you think for the some players, reason. The, the players and they always to used it? to be way better at home. The fortress was a hard place to play. Yeah, and they need to beat the teams. It seems like they always lose at home to the good teams, and now this year they're losing at home to the teams that they should beat. 
Yeah, there's been a couple of those. Uh, I give them a pass on two in particular coming off the road trips uh, where there was one day break, but that doesn't excuse uh, what uh, what has obviously turned into a total record of, of only being 500. Wishing them the best at home. Todd, that's a great one. I appreciate it. Have a safe holiday. All right, pal. guys. Same to you. Be good. Uh, there's Todd on with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We have a line open. Uh, if you like giving us a shout at 702-876-1340, it'll, it'll even out. That's my expectations. Uh-huh. Like yeah. there's, there's never been in the National Hockey League's 124,000-year history a team with a bigger difference between the home winning percentage and the road winning percentage. Yeah. And so that I don't see that carrying over in the final 45 games of the year. No, probably not. I, I think for the Golden Knights, you just you just have to find a way to string together a couple of wins on home ice. That, that's really what it's going to boil down to for me, and that's why regardless of this game being on December 23rd and it being a chaos night for hockey in general, I, I think that it's important for the Golden Knights to find the result. I've talked about it a number of times here. That's the most important thing for me because this team wants to feel confident and good about where their game is at. And again, you string together a couple of wins, you gain a little bit of confidence all of a sudden when the schedule eases up a little bit on the other side of this Christmas break. Uh, maybe you're able to find something that that you you rattle off six six of seven or seven of eight or something like that on home ice, and all of a sudden, no one's talking about your home record. They've got the holidays cornered this year. They yeah. were they yeah, were yeah, at yeah. home yeah. all Thanksgiving week. <clears throat> yep. They are at home tonight, the last day before the Christmas pause, when your mind is going all over the place. Their next home game after this will be on New Year's Eve. Yep. Uh, uh, and an afternoon game on, on New Year's Eve day. So there's like their 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 focus is being challenged as we go back to the phone line 702-876-1340. Scott, good to talk to you. What's happening, guys? What's, What's your wish, pal? My wish? Uh, how about a full 60 minute effort? I mean, can we really say that they've done that this whole year even though we've done good on the road, we've 500 I mean, we really can't complain, but, man, once we hit the 60-minute mark, and I mean, you can't ask for an 82-game, but if you can play up to between 50 and 60 minutes of effort, man, this team potential could be there is what I, what I think. Uh, I, one game jumps out at me as, as a dominant performance wall-to-wall, mm-hmm. and that was the, the game that they shut out the Anaheim Ducks for nothing in here. The shot clock said that night that Anaheim – uh, had the advantage uh, that couldn't have been further from the truth when it came to, to f- actual chances. Uh, Anaheim didn't have a sniff of a really good opportunity, and Vegas controlled the puck all night. And then there was the Winnipeg game, That's the where, where they blitzed the, yeah. the Winnipeg Jets and Connor Hellebuck. But th- those are two uh, out of thirty plus yeah. uh, games. So I, I get what you're saying about the uh, having uh, more full scale sixty minute performances, Scott. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Uh, uh, what are your what, what are your plans? I got to work. I got to make ah. sure the planes come in and out. Really? <laughs> yeah. What What do you do? Can you tell me? Well, well, I'm a manager of an air, air one of the air traffic control facilities here in the valley. Wow, 
that's a, that's a nightmare across the uh, across the continent right now. You must be loving the fact that there's no snow here. Well, don't get me started. We're getting busier and busier as more things open up and everything. No, no complaints. We like the traffic, but yeah. it, it's a lot busier than it was pre-COVID. Oh, really? That's uh, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, be well, pal. Take care, y'all. Appreciate it. Uh, there's Scott uh, on line number three, 702-876-1340. always feels like uh, one calls, it spurs on another mm-hmm. call. Yep. Uh, what's, what's your Christmas wish list? For the Vegas Golden Knights as we go into the pause? Uh, I mean, I think the easiest one and the, the most obvious one is health, right? Like, if you're if you're looking at this objectively and you're a Golden Knights fan, I, I think you want Jack Eichel and Paul Cotter back into the lineup as, as soon as possible. Shea Theodore back into the lineup as soon as possible. We know it's going to be a minute on Zach Whitecloud, and that's okay, but I think if you're looking at those three players specifically, those are the guys that you're hoping uh, return to health sooner than later. And, and obviously you throw Jonathan Marsh or so into that. We don't know exactly um, what what length we're looking at with Jonathan Marsh. So day-to-day was what was kind of said. But, um, yeah, I, I think health is really the only thing that you're looking at kind of coming out of Christmas and going into the new year that you'd like to see from the Golden Knights. Chapman, do you have a Christmas wish list uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, it, it's easy to for me to say health or whatever, but I know I'm, but that, I'm, that's more mailing it in. That's that's I, what he does over there. I, I'm. I'm going to wish for Riley Smith to keep scoring goals and make an All Star game. Oh, that's a great idea. Because Riley, I, I feel, is one of the most underrated players in the league. Like the guy's incredible. He he can literally do it all, and I feel like a guy like that deserves to have the opportunity. And it'd be kind of cool that he would be able to go to Florida and play in the All Star game where he was before he came here. That's an outside-the-box Christmas wish. That's very good. I have two. Paul Cotter, Mm -hmm. I would love to be a dominant player on the shootout scene this year. By Mm -hmm. the end of the year, Paul Cotter is known league-wide as the shootout specialist, which would mean a couple of things, a great success, and he'd have carved out a spot in the lineup. Uh, throughout the season. There's no in and out. Uh, he is the guy. He's patrolling uh, that left side on the on the third line, and uh, he is producing uh, goals at a good enough rate that uh, Butch Cassidy keeps him in the lineup, and then he's available for the shootout. So that, I think, would be really cool because we get excited about Paul Cotter. Yeah. I think the rest of the league watching those hands would be pretty thrilled about uh, seeing him do his thing. Yeah, it'd be fun. The other one is Mark Stone mm-hmm. being a 40-goal scorer. Okay. Mark Stone hasn't scored 30 in his career. He's been he's been close. There's a 28-goal season uh, in 18-19 when uh, he came over to the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm going to pass by the 30. He's on pace for the 30s already. But I want Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. In a year in which they made some adjustments to that top line and the perceived top goal scoring threat mm-hmm. was moved out and uh, they, they uh, saved some salary signed uh, and boy does that salary move with uh, Pacioretty going out and, and paying Riley Smith and Riley Smith's production yeah. does never look good right now. Yeah it looks great. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. and if Mark Stone can hit 40 and become that go-to goal scorer on your on your f- first line I think would be what a journey for him mm-hmm. from last year and uh, what uh, uh, amazing 
uh, just uh, reinforcement of his abilities to be able to carry a line with the likes of Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson and him end up being the top goal scorer. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing if you've got, you know, both Mark Stone and Riley Smith flirting with 40 goals uh, on your top two lines, and then you, you get somewhere in the ballpark of 17, 18 goals from Will Carrier on your fourth line. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're, you're looking at the Golden Knights and saying, how can they be stopped? I'm going to send another player to the All-Star game. Oh, are you? Chandler Stevenson. Okay, it's fair. I have no problem Did with it. Did anybody see that when they acquired him for a fifth-round pick? Not not three and years ago. Er- no. He's earned no, all of not. this. Yeah. All of this. He went in with Pacioretty and Stone because of injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then developed some chemistry, and, and it worked. Yeah. But his his clicking with Mark Stone, that's natural. You, you can't really teach that, and they've, they've found that, that work. Him to be able to score, whether he's on the wall mm-hmm. or down the middle, and so that opens up two places for him to go to the NHL All-Star game in a, in a way. And don't you think, like, don't you think mm-hmm. the three-on-three tournament isn't tailor-made for Chandler Stevenson? Oh, I, it'd be great. I, I'm I'm all for it. I think Chandler deserves it. If we're, if we're being honest, like the the season he put in last year, especially when there were so many players out of the lineup, and yet Chandler continued to be consistent, continued to put up points, continued to be uh, one of the most productive Golden Knights with and without Mark Stone, with and without uh, Max Pacioretty. I think it gives you an idea that Chandler kind of. Chandler creates his own offense, and that's really what it's boiled down to is he's a driver, and uh, we've seen it firsthand here. He reminds me of Papa Lou. When, oh, yeah. when he gets going, it's fair. great stuff happens. Oh, yeah. When Papa Lou's in the room, you know about it. There's just a vibe about him. Not a cocky vibe, no. but just a presence. Uh, Papa Lou, welcome to the program. Long time, pal. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and... Uh, Everything else to you guys. Uh, I prefer uh, some Baileys thrown in there, like Happy Baileys and, and coffee. Uh, that uh, oh, we can, we can go that. Come yeah. on, uh, I, you know. But I know you're more of a Molson guy, not really a Baileys guy. Come on, <laughs> I'm whatever's in front of me, buddy. Whatever's and in front fr- of me, and free. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I have two rules. Okay, you ready for the first one? All right. Free is better than cheap. That's one motto. Sure. And my other motto is, why pay retail? Exactly. <laughs> those those you, are you two hit, mottos that I stick head. to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are you thinking about your hockey it. club? You know, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm as happy as I can be. You know, the injury bug's starting to come back, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. But uh, you know, not not disappointed, not disappointed at all. They'll they'll get healthy and they'll, you know, they'll be a much better. Well, I not they can't be much better than they are right now, but they'll continue to be what they are, and that is a, a championship level club. I'm pretty happy with them, and uh, you know, the only thing that I that I wish for this team and one player individually is that. Uh, I could get Ryan Wallace to recognize the greatness of Will Carrier, and you know, he just still doesn't seem to want to get on the uh, Will the Thrill train with me. I don't want William Carrier on the top line because I think that if you have this spread out to the fact that Will Carrier is doing what he's doing right now, 
right on your fourth line, all of a sudden it spreads so many things out. Seriously, you, what's what's your beef with Will Carrier? I'm going to get him up here. I don't get I don't, him to I don't have stare a, you down. I don't have a Will Carrier beef. Wow. Papalu wants Will Carrier on the top line. I think it makes more sense if to Papalu have Will. wants it, I'll give it to Papalu. I think Will Carrier makes more sense on, on wow. the fourth line. I am in line with what Bruce Cassidy thinks. You have that type of production down the lineup, you're a hard team to match up against. I, hey, I deal with this on a daily basis. I know, Lou. I know. Uh, like, I'm I, tough, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I, I like uh, to see Will uh, bumped up a little bit. What they've going right now, that that's good, and I, I understand what Butch is doing. But uh, if it doesn't continue, Will's Will's up there in in my books. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome stuff. Hey, uh, have they done better than you thought they would do this year, Lou? No, and you know we. I, I'll go back to when they were. Uh, I, bl- I believe it was eleven and two, and I I, told, I called you guys and I told you that I was less surprised um, with the eleven wins than I was disappointed with the two losses. Um, I, I still think, and we talked about you know Cassidy getting his systems in and, and stuff like that. This team is just going to get better. The only thing that can hold them back, and it's you know rearing its head a little bit right now, and only a little bit, is injuries. And the injuries this year, granted, they're less than than they were last year. Last year was horrific, but um, it doesn't seem to have as big of an effect on these guys as it did last year. You know, guys are getting hurt. Guys are coming in and stepping up. It's the, it, it, they, they really have embraced the next man up mentality this year, and I love it. Yeah, and we're going to see a little bit more of that, uh, Pavel Dorofiev, uh, in the lineup tonight. Uh, all the best to you, buddy, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again in 2023. Good talking to you, boys. Have a great night. There's Papa Lou. He's uh, usually uh, all over the place during the holidays, so I'm glad we got uh, an opportunity yeah. to chat with him. Absolutely. His pictures that he uh, that he sends us from the beach uh, down south, uh, that is jealousy right there on my behalf. Watching the, the beer and the waves and the sand. You're jealous a lot. I am. I have a, I have a very, very uh, thin line <laughs> with that. Either I'm really confident in my life or I'm like, I can't believe that person's got more than me. Uh, We're going to take a break. Uh, When we continue, it's uh, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin has scored his 801st NHL goal tonight, tying Gordie Howe. I'll give you some uh, stats, some uh, interesting tidbits about his career milestones that he's achieved over the years. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Start off with a suspension to tell you about Minnesota forward Mason Shaw. He's gone for a couple. Without pay for kneeing San Jose Sharks forward Evgeny Svechnikov. So Svechnikov's been really good for San Jose, actually. Yeah. For a guy that's uh, bounced around a little bit, not the same Svechnikov, obviously, from uh, Carolina, <laughs> his brother, but uh, but he's been he's been good for them. So he's gone a, a pair for kneeing. We don't see knees yeah. a lot anymore. And give the players credit. For as fast as the game is now, uh, we don't uh, see players sticking their leg out as much. Part of that has a lot to do with there's a lot less open ice hitting mm-hmm. than there ever has been before. And if it does occur, 
nine times out of ten, it's along the boards, and uh, you're seeing guys like Braden McNabb uh, throw their hip into them a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's what I'd rather see, obviously, than you know sometimes big open ice hits. Like they're they're nice. It's 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 a it's a lost art, so to speak. But um, I, I'm always going to err on the side of you know what the the safer contact is the better contact, and uh, you never want to see somebody go knee on knee. Now let's get to Alexander Ovechkin, who scored his 802nd goal tonight. It was scored on David Riddick of uh, eight, the Winnipeg Jets late in the first period. 801, you mean? 801 uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. It wasn't a great goal. Riddick looked like he thought he was going somewhere else. Come on. And wasn't very happy. Bad goal if, from uh, David Riddick? That's it, ridiculous. Riddick, you know, Riddick's been good. Uh huh. He's been really good for Winnipeg this year. Uh, I don't know how much you you watch them, but he's been uh, he's more than carried his weight. I know I he tune in, tough, I tune in for Connor Hellebuck. He too, he had a tough game here at uh, T-Mobile at the at the start of the season. Uh, but uh, Riddick uh, for a backup goaltender, and that's always an issue when a goaltender plays as much as Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. To finding somebody that can step in, and Lauren Bossois did that for a while. Uh, did a nice job. Uh, Eric Comrie uh, was the most recent backup, but uh, but Riddick, uh, a veteran player has uh, done a nice job. They, nobody wants to be that guy, though, that, that gives up a milestone goal because then you end up on a list. Yeah. A list of milestone net miners who allowed big goals against Alexander Ovechkin. The first goal Ovechkin ever scored in 2005 was scored on Columbus Blue Jackets net miner Pascal Leclerc. Okay. You guys remember him at all? Name sounds familiar. So that's a no. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> like I remember he was a goalie, but <laughs> it is is there anything that Pascal Leclerc did in the NHL that's going to stick out to me? Pascal Not was really. a great junior, and then uh, we thought he was going to have a great career, and then obviously didn't make enough saves. But uh, he was a bit of a personality too, uh, like uh, like Pascal. His 100th goal of his National Hockey League career occurred at Madison Square Garden against Henrik Lundqvist. I know that guy. Yeah, you uh, definitely know about him. Goal number 200. Okay. See if you know this one. Jonathan Quick. Yeah, I know that guy. Interesting uh, list, though, that, that comes together. Think about all the guys that he's <laughs> not just scored. Like, this is just milestone goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But all, the NHL.com or somebody did a, a great montage the other day of the, the headshots of all the goaltenders Ovi scored. Yeah. Uh, it's it's impressive. It's a lot. Goal number 300. Mm-hmm. James Reimer of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. 200 and 300 were scored on goaltenders that are both still playing. Yeah. That's also impressive on their side of it. I agree. Uh, what they got going. His 400th goal in 2013 mm-hmm. was on a guy that you've seen play a lot. Okay. In fact, you saw him play here the other night. Empty net. Against the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> 400th goal was scored into a, a vacated cage on the... That guy's brilliant. Yeah. he. You know what, though? Yep. He allows a lot of goals. Ah, what are you going to do? A lot of goals yeah. uh, over the course of the years. 500th. This is uh, 2016. Okay. So still, we're like the Golden Knights haven't even gotten into the league yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the amazing part about all this, too. Yeah, and it fe- doesn't it feel like the Golden Knights have been around forever now? Long time. 
It was scored at the Verizon Center. He was the fifth fastest in NHL history to reach the 500 goal mark. Fifth fastest. Okay. Remember that. All right. Okay. All right. Andrew Hammond. Okay. Who is in the news this week because he retired. There you go. Now working for BioSeal, I believe. Good uh, for him. Some stuff uh, from he was over in Russia. Ankle wasn't working. You heard it last year uh, in the Montreal organization. So the uh, the Hamburglar gave up his 500th. So there's another guy that's just retired. 600th goal in 2018. So now we're into the VGK era. Sure. And it was a milestone against your buddy Connor Hellebuck. Okay. So that's twice that he's victimized the Winnipeg Jets. Man. Connor Hellebuck. And that was the fourth fastest in NHL history. So he's climbed one. Sure. He went from fifth fastest to score 500 to fourth fastest to reach 600. Okay. I'm spending a lot of time on this because it's fascinating. It is. Uh, February 22nd, 2020. Goal number 700. Mm -hmm. So that uh, 2020 from 2018 to 2020, two years, uh, took him to score another 100 goals. He became the second youngest and second fastest okay. to score 700 goals. Okay. Now, part of why he's climbing this ladder so much is because there's fewer people that have ever done it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're starting to get the impression and the realization that he, he's, he's getting better. He's speeding up. Yeah, he's yeah, getting he's better as, as he's getting older. The goaltender that he victimized... New Jersey Devils. Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> okay. Okay. And another guy that's still playing. Yeah. yeah. You could have a convention of current goaltenders in the National Hockey League I think who have are. surrendered uh, milestone goals. I think there are. So from Lundquist, Quick. Yep. Uh, Hammond. He's a he's a great name. Hellebuck. Hellebuck. And. Uh, the, the, the great Mackenzie Blackwood, who I think is, is going to really explode. And empty net. Empty net, yeah. right. He, you know what, though? He's a he's a bad one. Like it, I hope it's not an open bar. You know who's never going to retire? You empty know, net. But if it's an open bar, you get, empty net gets sloppy. Really sloppy. Can't handle. And then is, is, is bad at playing guilty. He'll never... Walk he, away from the game, though. He absolutely sucks the next day when he's playing guilty. A goal number 787 beat Carl Vimelka to become the all-time goal leader for a single franchise. Okay. And goal 800 was uh, last week. Peter Morazic. Yep. And tonight was David Riddick. So that's in, in, interesting. Uh, did you see that uh, that montage? Oh yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Of all the different uh, the the people, I hope he puts that on on, on his <laughs> wall one day. That would be a cool poster. And oh, but only he could have it. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And but then try and get every person to sign it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Let me let me ask you a question because I've thought about this quite a bit, and I don't think that there's a right answer or a wrong answer, but. Let's say Alex Ovechkin gets to 895. Let's say that he passes Wayne Gretzky. What's the best and worst possible scenarios for that goal to go in? Like, do you want a one-timer from his office? Or are you just going to say, eh, 
If 895 happens to be an empty netter, so be it. I don't care. You don't care? No, I, I do not at all. I thought it was fantastic when he scored <laughs> uh, 798, 799, and 800 that they all came from goalmouth scrambles, that he got greasy with it and and went to that area. I talked about it with uh, with Barry Frotz on the, on the Chirp podcast, which I just retweeted again uh, because uh, Two it's, retweets? It's, it's more. No, no, I just retweeted it. Again. Oh, I, wow. I, That's crazy. Uh, I quote tweeted it. Johnny uh, Blue Check. his former coach uh, talking about how impressed he was at the different areas that Ovi's been able to score mm-hmm. uh, over the course of his career. Sure, he dines out on that one-timer, uh, but he's managed to score. Like tonight, he was coming down the right side on his wing mm-hmm. and the defense backed up and he just let a wrister go snapshot and it beat david riddick right through the legs that's a that's a goal from distance that quite honestly shouldn't go in you wouldn't expect to go in but he has an ability to cross it up and that's that's more of what he did early in his career yeah like he would come down do the pull and the drag and, and snap it that was very reminiscent of early ovi i don't want an empty net goal if he gets 895, I don't want 895 to be an empty netter. I just don't. Goaltenders have thought about this. I don't know what you heard about. <laughs> so Dallas the other night yeah. played played Ovi. Sure. Yeah. And that was a major talking point in their room. The pregame speech going out and uh, the focus of Jake Ottinger was we don't want to be on any league-wide highlight reel tonight about 801. Yeah. So let's win the game. But you guys all know what they're thinking. Let's let's stop it. Yep. And I think there's some of that. So he might he might go on a run after this because there's less of a, a, a focus on him, like from a milestone standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, just like uh, 800, everybody came off the bench. I talked to Jim Montgomery for this week's episode of the Chirp. He said uh, Patrice Bergeron when he scored his thousandth point. One of the cool things was everybody going out on, on the ice. Yeah, it's it's a really anticipated awesome moment and all the players that think about it they're all focused on it you don't want to be part of that if you have a team even though it's a good thing for the game you don't want to be that guy no you never do now if your picture's on this poster that nhl.com uh put out on instagram Mm -hmm. do you do you tell people that's pretty cool or are you like ah i can't believe they put a poster out on that you got scored on by the greatest goal scorer ever like there's no shame in that I would you print it out okay. and get him to autograph it? I would. Get who? All the goalies? No, Ovi. Sure. But, like, I had to have him sign over my face. No, you don't want to sign. Just sign over other people's face. No, no, sign over, over my face. If it's, it's, it's going to be, if I'm getting him to sign a poster about me getting scored on by him, I want to be people to be able to see me. There's a lot of faces I recognize on this. You should recognize all of them. Ozzy. He's been around his whole career. My buddy Ozzy right there, yeah. smiling. There's Pascal Leclerc. It's not in order, obviously. That'd be awesome. This is fun. Nikolai Habibulin. Yeah. He's on here. The Bulin Wall. I love that guy. Yep. Winnipeg, back in the day. Uh, those are your one-timers for this, what day is it? Friday. For this Friday, December the... On Fox Sports Las Vegas, catching up with Chapman's next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Boston Bruins uh, winning tonight. 
They have a six-point lead for first place in their division. Imagine the type of season that they've had, and they're only six points up. They should have less stress in their life. Uh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, uh... Nice to have the next three days off of work, like literally three straight days off of work. It's one of those rare occasions. You want to come in and do some practice shows? No, absolutely not. Uh, One of those rare occasions in season. I have literally nothing to do tomorrow. My son is going back to his mom, so uh, I'll have the whole house. Well, me and Mrs. Chapman will have the whole house for ourselves with with our dog, and we're dog-sitting for a friend, so that's kind of fun, but... uh, I am just going to sit on the couch, watch sports, watch Christmas movies, eat junk food. This is the most rambly, nonsensical catching up with Chapman ever. I'm just, you know, looking forward to to being able to sit on my bum on my couch and not have to do anything. You know what you should do tomorrow? Nothing. Haircut. No. No. Go get a haircut. It's random. (laughs) They would appreciate it. That's not. Go get a haircut. That's not a nice thing to do to the people that are working. And it would would be be appropriate. No, no. Because you need a haircut. No, that's not happening. Old man Millard. Yeah. Yelling at at clouds. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was pretty funny. The the guy yesterday forgets his number and asks me what his phone number is. You. Oh, yeah, I did forget my number. Oh, I already tweeted about that. I was, I was filling something out, and I couldn't remember my number. I couldn't remember whether it was a 9 or a 5. Hey, Chappie, what's my number? No. And, and you know what? You were right. But, but I know, I, like, I've had a couple of medical appointments recently. I've had some governmental hmm. uh, meetings in the last little while. I guarantee you on some of those forms, my number's not right. <laughs> Does it really matter though? Like when you I go don't to the, know. like when you go to the doctor's office and they ask you to fill all that stuff out. Does any of that really matter? I don't know. That's what that's what I, I I'm wondering now whether I just go five 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 one two one two. Just do it on the next one. And see yeah, what see what happens. Because I guarantee you, I went about three weeks thinking one of my numbers was a five, and it ends up being a nine. <laughs> I mean five nine. I see how. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who am I texting right now? Yeah. I uh, yes. I can't. I can remember my first number as a child and the second number I had as a as a child, but I couldn't remember my current phone. I always when I go to give my number now, I still go four one six because of the Ontario oh. uh, area code. I have that reaction uh, to it. Um, Chapman, so you're gonna just lay low, uh, Wallace. Uh, three days off. Just sit back with the goats. Any big yeah. walks? Any big hikes? Any big adventures planned? Um, no. Just gonna make sure that Christmas is magical for the kids. It's the plan. Wow. Everything else is. You're reading just, from a Hallmark card. No, everything else, honestly, <laughs> is just uh, putting batteries in toys and making sure everything works. That's my job the next three days. I'm kind of glad family, we throw batteries at each other. Yeah, I was gonna say. It doesn't surprise me. I'm kind of yeah. glad my 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 child is old enough where I don't have to toys together and all that stuff anymore that was that was a always an interesting experience one of the biggest ripoffs ever was rechargeable batteries because you have to sit there <laughs> wait for them to charge and then yeah. you wear out right away yeah that was a that was a big rip-off. i had an rc card that had that what a what a joke really yeah the closest thing i got to that was an rc cola <laughs> I, I couldn't even afford uh, you really lost then real, real, real pop that was the bad part. Hey, uh, the pregame show, Golden Knights against the St. Louis Blues, coming up with Ryan Wallace on Fox Sports Las Vegas.